Welcome to Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. The uh, numbers this week, and I apologize for missing the last broadcast. I was wandering around Germany, but nothing has changed dramatic. But this week, what we have are some new hopes for inflation in the system. The PCE, you know, the personal consumption indicator that the Federal Reserve loves to watch, has gone from 1.7 to 1.8 in four months. Uh, it is a cause of joy in the Federal Reserve and a number of other places, but it's really the only news we've got. Inflation is not much of a factor still, and I don't see how that's going to change in the near future. Now, unemployment, we're down at 3.8. It's been in the fours long enough, and we'll probably see 3.5 before the end of 2018. Uh, that's fine. The important part of that is what wage increases happen out of that. It hasn't been much so far. Oil is dancing around $70 a barrel because there's some political drama going on with Iran. And amazingly enough, Venezuela is getting worse. You know that we do buy a fair amount of oil from Venezuela. Whether they can continue to supply, we don't know yet. Uh, and the 10-year Treasury, important to me, it was actually above 3% for a couple of days. Didn't stay. There's a lot of forces out there that keep buying those whenever they get to that point. So you buy more treasuries, the yield goes down, price goes up. Okay, well, interest rates are going to continue to rise in the U.S. The point is to tighten financial conditions. Europe is slowing. Risky assets like emerging markets, uh, I'm not talking about Venezuela or Argentina, I'm talking about Taiwan, the Philippines, South Korea, so on and so forth. Risky assets aren't that popular in this kind of environment. When rates are going up and you can get a good corporate bond or a good treasury at a good yield, that's where the money comes. So the emerging markets are probably going to see a slowing flow of capital, if not an absolute halt. It's already seen in some places. People aren't interested in investing there anymore. So if you have a country that is debt denominated in a dollar or dollars, it's more expensive in that local currency to pay for that debt. So emerging markets will probably slow a lot in 2018. Here's where we are. Here's three months interest rate. There's LIBOR, Treasury bills, option adjusted numbers. The T-bill, three-month T-bill, is right where the Federal Reserve wants Fed funds. It's $1.75. Well, they're going to raise rates in June, probably a couple more times in 2018. I suspect that they'll be done by this time in 2019. So that $1.75 is going to be $250, 275 2 and 3 quarter percent. Well, the driver is the inflation numbers. And uh, there's not a lot of inflation in home prices or energy or food or more the traditional places. The only spot that has really shown changes and increases in prices, healthcare. And the biggest part of that is the government paying more for Medicare, Medicaid, and private payers paying more for hospital services. That's where the inflation numbers are. That's not gonna be an enduring number or a very long push, but you got to start someplace. Those of you that have been buying houses or are 
something of a student of the Great Recession of 2008 will remember that it started in the mortgage market. There were a lot of, well, unqualified buyers buying stuff or a number of houses, bad numbers, couldn't pay their debt, so on and so forth. That was called, in many ways, the shadow banking business. Well, what we did to recover from the Great Recession was to shut down the shadow banking business and really reinforce the banking business. So we've got great banks. They got lots of money, they got a lot of capital, they don't have much debt. They're in great shape and they're very highly regulated. Unfortunately, what has happened was the market has returned and here is the change in what the shadow banking mortgage industry is doing. 65% of all the new mortgages are going through these non-bank avenues. Quicken Loan is a huge one. OCN, there's a number of them. I'm not saying that they're lending money to people that don't deserve it, but they're much easier to deal with than banks. They're a lot faster. Those of you who have used something like Quicken Loan know you can get it done in a couple of hours on the web page. You can't beat that. So great banks, lots of regulation we're looking out for in the future. Well, the marketplace moved away. So the banks are going to have to figure out some other way to make money. <clears throat> Treasury is issuing a lot of debt. Well, we've got a new tax law. We have some things to pay for. So the numbers here, boy, we're putting out a lot of debt just like we were putting out a, a recession. Well, I think that's gonna continue. We're gonna be spending more money, even though the, the tax law, the new tax law has helped a lot of people with higher paychecks, so on and so forth. And states are going to see more of that revenue before the Treasury does. So people are just going to do what they are. But don't be concerned when you start seeing more Treasury issue like this. It's simply the way we're going. Now, it's already been projected that there's going to be more money held in the hands of the individuals or in the public Treasuries just like this. Gee, are we going back to levels like we had in 1942, 43? Uh, yeah, we are. And they're probably going to stay there. The debt is not going to go down. There's too much spending going on right now. There's too many obligations. There's too many treasuries owned by people around the world, and they need those assets. So it's not bad news. It's not horrific. It's not going to take our economy apart. It's just going to be a big number. Just so you know, globally, total debt, well, $237 trillion. Boy, that sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Most of it is going to stay out in debt forever. Government financial corporations pay their debt. They also refinance it when they're over. They don't pay it back and, and drop the debt. So on the scale of things, our $20 trillion debt in the U.S. on the federal side and about $22 trillion on the private side isn't that big compared to the rest of the world. That's not going to change. Now, what is changing right now, like I mentioned before, the dollar is going to get stronger. It was uncomfortably strong there for a couple of years, 2015 and so on and so forth, but uh, it's going to get stronger due to the fact that our interest rates are going up. They're going to go up, certainly for another year before they plateau, and the dollar is simply going to have a bigger impact on global commerce. Good for some, not so good for others. Uh, I will say one thing, 
This isn't directly attributable to the dollar, but those of you that ever follow the city of Detroit, it's gone through an interesting economic crisis or two of their own. People were thinking that Detroit was going to blow off the map and disappear. Well, this last quarter, you look at the green areas in this map, and those are the sections in Detroit where property taxes are going up based upon increased property levels and sales. Detroit has done a great job coming back from the brink, a little bankruptcy, a little confidence in the people, a little confidence in some investors buying or hanging on to some of their own debt, brings it back right down to the river. This is very commendable. There are very few municipalities on the globe that could recover from as bad a shape as they were in. Detroit's back. Now, when I was in Germany, I was doing a bunch of things, one of which was an exciting visit to the European Central Bank. And from there, I was pursuing a theory I had about how big a customer Germany is with China. Well, Germany is a big customer to China, but it's not the way you think. This map is pretty much indicative of the amount of deals, meaning the amount of property, factories, large pieces of property, that the Chinese have purchased in the last five or six years. It's a lot. China has taken a huge bank and bought lots of properties in the UK, specifically more in Germany. They would come into one of these small towns to a manufacturing facility, buy the whole thing. They buy hopefully some technology rather than just steal it, but they'd move the product manufacturer back to China, board up the property. The ECB, the European Central Bank, and now the European Union, their version of a parliament, has come out and said, maybe we ought to review some of these deals. It's kind of like what the Federal Trade Commission does when the Chinese are trying to buy U.S. technology. It's come to Europe, and I think they're going to slow that down a lot. The heyday of Chinese companies coming in just buying everything is probably over. A lot of talk about, yay, there's going to be a meeting in Korea. I think that's great. I think the purpose of this meeting is to relieve some tension. There's a lot of uh, discussion going on out there. Gee, it'll be another reunification like we had with Germany. Well, no, it won't. The reunification of Germany, which those of you that remember started in 1989 when the wall came down, was a lot less dramatic than what the Koreans are looking at. The list goes on and on. Even the difference in wealth between a basic person in South Korea and North Korea is night and day. Nuclear weapons is an issue. A uh, dictator who wants to control the family business is an issue, so on and so forth. It's much worse than what Germany was. But the biggest part is South Korea doesn't need cheap labor. They're the most automated manufacturers on earth. They also have exactly what China wants. South Korea has their own technology, very good at developing it, phones, flat screen TVs. They have their own cars that are sold well around the world, which is where the big money is, by the way. They have a very ed well-educated and sophisticated labor force. They don't need people that you can get for 25 cents a day, like North Korea or China. 
those countries, and here's kind of the list, Japan, Germany, South Korea, United States, and Singapore, have a lot of robots. You look at the bottom of the list, well, it's obviously the countries that have a lot of cheap labor, China and India has a big impact. So don't look for economic gains out of this thing with Korea. Look for less time in the press and less likelihood of somebody pulling a trigger on something. On another subject, isolated out in the middle of the Pacific, and I mean the middle of the Pacific, is a little place called Marcos Island. Just big enough to hold an airstrip. Well, some Japanese researchers out there stumbled into a very important discovery of rare earth elements. As we know, rare earth elements are a weird line of elements in the periodic table that are very important to the manufacture of a lot of technology and electronic goods. In the last 10 years, China has been trying to coordinate taking over and cornering this market, like the Hunt brothers tried to corner the silver market 20 years ago. They've been trying to control all of the rare earth elements. So if you're manufacturing something like a smartphone, you'd have to come to China to get what you need. Well, there's two sources of rare earth elements right now, China and the Republic of Congo. Neither one are viewed as particularly reliable or pleasant markets. So this discovery by the Japanese is huge. Uh, it's pleased a lot of manufacturers worldwide. They can probably have a reliable source now. Okay, sum up. Europe is slowing. The United States is not slowing yet, but it will. Next round of rate increases here in June should have more of an impact. The markets, the bond market and the equity market are kind of treading water right now. One of these days, they'll adjust down. So, is that the end of anything? No. It's a, simply a question of when the Federal Reserve is going to stop. Right now, I think it's middle of next year. As soon as the markets get a wind or some confidence that the Federal Reserve is going to stop, meaning inflation is not still growing, they'll take off again. So there we are. We'll uh, chat more about this later. Thanks for joining me.